with your host, John Jowski, Pat Powers, Chris Cowan, and Greg Wolf. This is the X-Step Podcast. Pat, did you did you get a chance to play anywhere this week? No, I heard Greg got out to to Maple Hill though. How did that go today, man? Um, you got out well, to Maple Hill? Yeah, Maple Hill. You know, it's my backyard. It's only two and a half hours away. Um, friend, <laughs> yeah, only two and a half. My, my friend uh, James and I went out. Uh, it's actually shout out to him. It's his third year anniversary of a bone marrow transplant. So congratulations, kind of a special deal. So we went out and we played at Maple Hill. Now. Uh, mixed Good emotions with our round today, you know, um, there was a little bit How'd of snow. Play? I played like shit, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to be posting some videos that make me look way better than I actually am. So that's thumbs yeah, up from me. <laughs> all right. All right. I did not get out this week at all. Yeah, pay no I, just, I was to too busy they all went in. with, with, uh, you know, no, uh, no disc golf this week. Got to go to the zoo today though. Took took oh, little nice. man to the zoo, got to go out and it's uh we've been going later in the day and all the animals are out. He loves the lions. It's like his favorite thing. And he was just standing there like glued to the rails, like so excited about the lions, just like rah. He's awesome. <laughs> I love so cool. seeing his face when he's like he like lights up. So John, as a dad, like how is that different than just being home? Don't what do you feel mean? Like home with, you know, their rambunctious children. It seems like a zoo. Oh, it's a completely it's yeah i mean i guess i see what you're doing um but uh yeah i mean i guess it's the same <laughs> maybe that's just coming from a single dude <laughs> yeah i mean no it's a zoom yeah you have to be the ringleader when you're you know it's a circus but you know the the animals slash children are gonna they're gonna respond to you you know i got my kids are i got a teen and a and a tween you know it's it's a different animal now, but man, when they were little, it's, it's like, you just kind of hold on cause they're, they're going. So you, you just make sure everything's safe around them and let them explore. And, you know, my daughter was cool. She was like two years old and she was scolding herself. She would like hold up her little finger and be like, no, mm. whenever she's doing something wrong, <laughs> you're like, you're right. You shouldn't be doing that. Very good. Continue. That's awesome. That's adorable. Chris, did you get out to play at all? <laughs> Uh, I did not. It was entirely too cold. I went out <laughs> Friday to try to play. Uh, it was, I think, one degree when I left my house in the morning, and with the wind chill, it was like negative fourteen. So yikes. Uh, I like to think I'm pretty dedicated, but that's just a little, a little too much for me. It was brutal. Oh, I got man, on first, and took my hand out of my glove for about thirty seconds. And Please, you live in New York. Dude, I'm sorry. We all some of us in... just don't have the wherewithal that you do, Greg. Oh, okay, all right. You just wear layers and you go outdoors. You live in the Northeast. <laughs> you are. Yeah, how am I supposed to grip my disc with three layers of gloves on? That's stupid. I'm you not going to do that. You take the glove off. You use hand warmers and you just deal with it. Like you accept right. that you're going to throw worse, and it's going we to don't be have painful. Pharmacists. But... We don't have pharmacist money to be spending on hand warmers. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Wow. Yeah, okay. What are they like a dollar at the gas station? Come on, dude. Yeah. I have to wear gloves like a peasant. Here. <laughs> what we're saying here is uh, we're a disc golf podcast, and one of us, one of the four of us, got out to play disc golf this mm-hmm. week. Good, good numbers. Okay. Good numbers. All right. No, I, I went. I went to the course, and I got to the first tee box, and I turned around and got back in the car. Like that's how cold it that's was. Almost 18, worse, that's full, almost worse. Full one eight. <laughs> here but i have to say and i've brought this up before and i want to say it again um they really need to develop disc golf or sportwear specific winter clothing because i hate it when i'm doing a straddle putt and my crotch is super tight or i'm like trying to get full power and like my armpit is getting caught by the fabric because I don't want to be yep. cold, and I'm not going to stay indoors like you guys. I'm going to go out there, but I want to be able to play well. Uh-huh. Maybe that's just my excuse because I'm bad. You know what I? <laughs> you know what I think they need. I think we need heated discs that would solve all of my problems. Mm. Yeah, I don't mind like you know? the the bulky layers so much, but yeah, yeah, we just need we to need start be like always be able to find it in the snow. It's, awesome. it's gonna be like oh, a two yeah. or just like or just like a coil that you put around the rim, something. I don't know. Oh man, yeah. That that reminds me. John, Have a disc like, golf scientist poor, get on there. Poor dude. This one this guy was playing solo today. It was the only guy I saw on the course. And mm. my friend James and I, we we ended up passing him, and then we played like three or four holes in a loops back, and we saw him, and he was still looking for the same disc. And we all know how that oh. feels. Dude, Especially uh, you can't leave state. a soldier behind. Right. You can't mm. leave a soldier behind. Okay, well, I, feel I, I left way. one behind. I feel that. I left one behind, and this is going to yeah. be a plug-in. If you, anyone sees an You're orange it. pig on hole three, Maple Hill, Greg Wolf, you call you call that number, right? You call that number, and you give it back, you son of a gun, you dirty pirates. Hands off. <laughs> it's their plunder, bro. <laughs> yeah well no i feel like every time i lose a disc i find somebody else's or at least one other disc before i find mine like the last time we were Um, before we found pat's disc i found a mako or something like that and then the last time Mm -hmm. i was playing with uh our buddy not this john but john creek uh he lost a destroyer in the brush and i found some random disc i don't even know what brand or what it was it just had disc golf stamped on it but it had a number and everything on it i don't know what it is but i just find other people's stuff all the time because <laughs> you're a good person and i just want to add one more thing before i think we have to move on is yes maple hill is far <laughs> less intimidating when there is a sheet of ice on that water oh yeah it's great oh, i believe dude. it yeah. Actually, dude i believe it <laughs> That um, skip shot, sweet. Dude, just skip it's, it. It's super fun. Give it right for today, plate, yeah. my skip shot went the wrong direction, and I was able to oh. like get my disc back. I uh. had to just walk on that ice, see it crack a little bit, <laughs> then lay on my belly, and then throw <laughs> it. <laughs> and it worked out. It worked <laughs> out really well. This. Nobody oh. filmed this. There was nobody filming this. Dude, I told you. I was trying We're to film. We're in the process of creating content, and nobody filmed it. All right, all right. Give me a break. I yeah. was literally... well. Now that, now that we've heard how Greg's disc golf career almost ended, let's uh, <laughs> let's hear wrist hypothermia. A little about how it began. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So sounds good. Sounds good. Formal introduction. My name is Greg Wolf. Um, I 
despite what John may say in the future here, uh, was introduced to the sport by our collective friend Alex Bradley. When I visited him out in Oregon State, um, we didn't really have any itinerary or plan because, you know, that's kind of what guys in their 20s do. They just kind of shoot the shit. So we just drank beer, we hiked all over the place, and we played disc golf. Now, I was jack shit at disc golf. Sucked. <laughs> I honestly i didn't really enjoy it when i was out there like i thought it was i thought it was fun by the end of it because i was getting down sort of the motions um but it didn't really click until i got home and then maybe a couple weeks i was like all right i want to get into this i want to get better um because i'm the type of person who uh, gets really emotional when i play like i get upset when i play poorly so i wanted (laughs) to prove to myself i can i can actually not suck potentially. Now, I'm not going to say I'm like Paul Macbeth or anyone, or in fact, 900 rating even. I'm still pretty shit, but it's that (laughs) grind. It's that get out there, play. It's finding out what you need to work on, how to get better, and watching yourself get better. And it's that process that I love. And it's that process that I try to share with my friends and coach them along the way and get them hooked. And I think that's something that we can all uh, appreciate within the community. I think disc golf is super into that um, right now. So anyways, yeah, that's my story, short and simple, but here I am. Yeah, buddy. Nice. Nice. And uh, moving right along, we got to ask our uh, our soon-to-be-famous John Chowski how he got his start, probably the most seasoned of us all. Uh, I might be the most seasoned just because I've played the longest, but that doesn't mean I'm the best one in the group. Uh, I think Greg, <laughs> in a head-to-head battle, I think Greg would take me. We're gonna we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that I down the road, but I, I do. But anyway, my name's John Chowski. Uh, I started playing in 2008 when I was in college. I was injured, so I couldn't wrestle, and I was looking for you know something to do an outlet for competition and uh, uh, something to do with my friends I was feeling a little bit down in the dumps if I'm being honest uh, a couple of my buddies my roommate and a couple of our other friends from the team went out and were going to play disc golf and asked me to go so I went with them we went over to Sweden Town Park which is right across the street from Brockport State College near Rochester New York uh, the course is okay it's not great but it was my first course that I ever played and like I said it was literally directly across the street so we get over there we go to hole one uh, a friend of mine gave me a very sweet pearly champion shark that you know i don't know where it ended up but one of our friends has it so if you're one of our friends and you have it you know please <laughs> i would love to have that back um my first disc that i ever purchased was a discraft flex buzz uh, my roommate that i went with had found a flex buzz in the woods and loved it and so he bought himself one, and he was all about the Discraft Flex plastic, and it had just come out. So I was, you know, I was all about it. I was just getting into it. I was like, all right, got to buy a buzz. And that buzz has stayed with me to this day. It still bounces in and out of my bag. Usually it lives in my studio on the wall, but sometimes it ends up in the bag um, if I'm playing a super wooded course. Uh, it's very understable at this point, but it's got an ace under its belt. Uh, it's one of my prized discs. I really like having that. And it was the first one that I ever purchased in 2008. It was uh, that Buzz, a Star Destroyer, and 
a wizard, which I had until just about uh, a month ago, and it cracked, um, and now it also resides on my wall. It's got a sweet Led Zeppelin stamp on it. But that's me, that's who I am, and that's how I got started in disc golf. Nice. Nice little feel-good story now coming right around. Patrick, you are up next, buddy. How did you get into uh, disc golf? Well, my man John, he, he he and I, we worked together at day camp at, camp at uh, a local YMCA and was going through some uh, kind of low times in my life when when we became really good friends. And it was something that we got out to do as you know, as, as guys. And he's teaching everybody at the camp how to do it, like the counselors and the campers themselves. And, you know, I'm a, I'm an athlete. I played basketball, baseball, football. I'm a golfer. Like I have a lot of other athletic backgrounds, but it, it took me a long time to really get any sort of semblance of a game as far as disc golf goes. Um, like one big hurdle is that I'm left-handed, but because of my momentum that I'm used to using in my other sports, I throw with my right for backhand for just, you know, that power step move is way more natural for me. So it took me a long time to get anything going. So it was just more fun for me. I I just like being with other people and it, it brought me up out of some dark stuff, but you know, then I learned to throw overhand with thumbers and it became a weapon for me. And then, you know, my arm speed is improving as we go. And, you know, I'm, I'm big and strong enough to, to get away with a lot of things, mm. you know, and it, it, it might, it might not be the same drive. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> that might not be the same drive that Greg has where you like, he's grinding to be better. Um, I, if I want to quote my friend, John, about my game, we were playing in Warwick and I think it's like the second or third long putt that I made and he's like, why are you good at everything? So it's sort of just like a natural passion <laughs> for this. Yes. Like, it, it, I like target sports, darts and golf and things like that. So it, it, it came to be very natural. And now I have all these friends and all this extra fun in my life because of it. And I am getting better. I don't need to beat everyone to a pulp to be happy about my day. I'm out in the woods having a good time, like either way. I will be fierce in competition, but I'm, but I'm not going to get super down on myself most of the time. In real golf, I'll get real pissed off. Don't worry. Kristoff, <laughs> <laughs> how'd you uh, how'd you get your start? Yeah, man. What what about you, Chris? Um, uh, my start uh, was pretty standard. Most of you guys know it already, but. Uh, I got started, uh, John introduced me originally, um, I think Alex Bradley and Ryan Bartholomew were a part of the first game that I ever played, there there may have been a couple other people there, but uh, those are the three main uh, guys that I remember being there, um, but I was always kind of lackadaisical about it, you know, um, my effort was def- definitely sporadic, and I didn't have any discs of my own, uh, and until recently just like this past year you know um i i was in a little bit of a funk myself you know i'd gotten out of a pretty bad relationship and was kind of looking for uh a hobby you know i I needed something to do so i wasn't sitting in my bedroom sulking and just you know decaying away 
So uh, I ended up buying a, an Innova starter set. I remember there's a, a Destroyer, a Leopard, a T-Bird, a Rock 3, and an AVR in there. That's all I had to start with. But uh, a buddy of mine, Jeremy LaPointe, uh, bought a house in Corinth and in his backyard dropped uh, a portable basket. And then all around the this one basket that all of, uh, I think he put ended up putting nine holes in uh they all just shoot to the same basket and he's got you know some par threes a couple par fours one par five really it was really cool but we uh wound up getting sick of that eventually and went down to saratoga spa just to try a course out see how uh see how we liked it and i just fell in love with the sport almost instantly just you know having my own discs trying to you know figure out how to how to throw anything you know at that point because i was still relatively new and um i met this guy out there uh his name's tucker kozlowski to uh shout out to tucker um but he actually put uh, a discraft buzz in my hand for the first time on the very last hole of that course uh what a man it's not very long it's like i don't know maybe 150 175 feet but uh, I threw that buzz and almost ace. I splashed out of the chains, but it was so close. And it was in that moment that I knew not only was I going to buy a buzz, but I was going to keep playing disc golf, hopefully for the rest of my life, if my body will allow it. Hell Fantastic. Yeah. Quick, quick so question all four of us have, have buzzes in our bag, right? Yeah. All four of us do? Yeah. I was going to say, I'm, quick question, y'all. For all those people who are oh, looking yeah. to uh-huh. get into disc golf, and they only have like I don't know 10 15 bucks in their pocket. Buzz buzz. That's right. Buzz. Get yourself a disc buzz buzz, buzz buzz. Buzz Any buzz. plastic really. But what's your favorite plastic John? Hashtag I know you have like six in your bag right now. It's the best beginner uh, my plastic. My favorite plastic. Think. My favorite plastic for a buzz or the best beginner plastic for a buzz? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um your favorite. <laughs> my favorite my personal favorite plastic um, is the ESP buzz. I, I think it gets a little bit more glide. Um, and I love the feel of it. It's, it's very workable. Um, if, if I'm trying to put a lot more power behind it, I really like the new 2020 tour series buzzes. Those feel excellent. But as far as beginners go, I think, uh, like 165 to 170 gram DX or pro D rather pro D buzz is, uh, is the way to go. Cause it's going to be a little bit more understable. It's going to work in really well for you. And the grippy plastic is very forgiving for the beginners. You know, it's probably not going to last you super long as far as like the durability goes. But if I'm re- recommending one player or one disc to a beginner player, that's the one I'm recommending. My son's first disc will be, you know, a pro D buzz. That's the one I'm going to put in his hand. Tragic. What about the ones he steals from all our disc mm-hmm. golf bags? Uh, they were mine originally. Well, I mean, Whoa. they were Any, mine originally. <laughs> that plays Most this are, yeah. can tell you that John is wrong, first of all, and ESP plastic is the best, and that's what you should buy when you're going to buy your buzz. Okay, well, ESP. So long, literally John, literally. Long. I, I can see it a couple ways. ESPN, <laughs> ESPN, yeah. ESP is my go to plastic with this. ESPN plastic. Well, I think we just like broke. We have to cut this out. We'll, we'll get this out in post. Um, but 
DX is just so much cheaper, right? Like, so for yeah. the ultra yeah. intro option, I think you grab that disc and you just hug some plastic fools, just get out there I and think just the, step up to a T and throw it. And the worst case scenario, because guess what, fellas, this is a great dating opportunity. The worst case is, is a, just a walk in the woods. That's it. You suck. You hit trees. Guess what? <laughs> you get to play disc golf for longer. It's great. It's a win-win, right? Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you get real mad at yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. If you get mad at yourself, you get down because you're not succeeding. Just turn that into a drive to succeed and then see what you, ask yourself, okay, then what am I doing and what is What's the difference between that and like the perfect shot? I'm hitting this tree. Okay, well, maybe your foot's like a little bit loose or something. Tighten up your body. Just keep going. Keep practicing. Practice makes better. I wouldn't say practice is going to make you Paul Macbeth, but practice will get you into a better state from where you are. Love that improvement. I think, Focus on that. <laughs> For me, man, I I didn't get to tell you my favorite plastic. I, oh, I think I'm, I'm a Z kind of guy because... I like Z because it's the most predictable progression from new to beat in as far as my experience has. Like it's a nice gradual because you can have brand mm-hmm. new kind of beat, really beat, and then retirement. That's very <laughs> true. Know, the Z is like you can see the, the the phases of the moon basically of it. It's like, and you know it's going to be the same for all of them unless – you have one that you're constantly cranking off trees, like my flick that I buy and I'm throwing it at, over my head as hard as I can. So it's, that thing gets chunks out of it, but you know, the Z I like that unless it's freezing cold, then, then give me something grippier too. Pat, I want to ask you something. Um, would yeah. you have any specific advice for people who have like alternate sort of arm preferences? Like you say you're right-handed, but you throw left. Yes. Yeah. So if you're having trouble with a backhand, like if you've played other sports like baseball, like football, if you throw a football, if you throw a baseball, if you swing a baseball bat. Yes, exactly. So my, my throw, I'm a lefty, but I think of it as I'm swinging a baseball bat from the left-hand side of the baseball, like where the, like the batter's box is. So my momentum comes off my left foot forward you know, and I played high pitch softball. You have a little bit of an X step run up when you're trying to hit the opposite way or if the ball's short, you have that same motion. So like my arm is coming up like the baseball bat is in my hand and I'm just trying to crank it out. You know, and if you're having trouble with that, like there are strictly forehand players too. Like if you learn a quick little flick, you're going to be able to play it through. My brother Jerry is is almost strictly forehand because he has a sweet, very consistent flick. And if you've played any other ball sports or you've thrown a, a baseball or a football, um, you can learn overhand shots easy, thumbers and tomahawks to add to your repertoire. You don't always have to do it the traditional way. Like just get the disc in the basket. That's how we started with me and John. Like how are you going to get the disc in the basket with the least amount of throws? It doesn't matter if it looks just like me. That's the beauty of it. Everyone's going to have their own style. Sweet. Absolutely. I agree. Well, right. well said. Yeah. So now, fellas, uh, what do we got to say to everybody who's listening in right now? Like, I know we're, we're Greg, we're Pat, we're Chris, and we're John, but 
who he is. What are we doing here? Yeah. Yes. What is the point of all this? To to put a, a nice little bow on it, you know, we're here to provide content and entertainments, you know, around the sport of disc golf. But within doing that, you know, we also want to bring in education. You know, we want to make sure that we're creating a community that's uh, that's unified and inclusive and everybody is welcome to, you know, because that's the great thing about disc golf is that there is, you know, no barrier for entry. You know, you can have all the money in the world, no money in the world and still be able to play. You know, you can be any, you know, race, gender, creed, anything, and you are able to play this sport and succeed and we want to foster a community that brings all of those people in and brings everybody together um, and get everybody better at disc golf and have a good time while doing it. And that's kind of the overarching theme of who we are, what we are, and um, what we'll be bringing you every week. Uh, you know, there's also some reoccurring things you'll see throughout, um, which we'll get to a little bit later in the episode. Keep your eyes on our socials. Keep your eyes on our um, RSS feed for all of your podcast needs, all those things. Uh, but we are 100% about fostering a community and promoting education and ultimately having fun. So you guys got anything to add? I mean, yeah, I man. think you covered and, it I mean, almost as if you had written it down previously. Wow, that was thorough. That was off the top of my head, man. Come on, ask me a little bit. <laughs> No, I'm giving you shit, dude. That was great. Yeah, a little credit. We just, we just want to have fun. That was good, man. John. We yeah, and in a, we, in a world so divided. Yeah, right, great. Well, at the end of the day, we all just love disc golf. We love each other. We have fun with it, and it's something that we can share, and we just want to talk disc golf. And if you want to listen, that's going to be most excellent. All right, Bill. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little 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 Bill and Ted there. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Chris, you got anything to add? I think it's time for this or that, my friend. <sighs> I am so excited. I'm I'm like I'm so excited. So we are going to be doing some reoccurring segments um, as we go through. This is one of them. Um, it's a game. It's called Disc or That. Um, I'll explain it briefly, but you'll you'll get the picture of how it's going to work. There are going to be different categories each week. This week, um, I'll get to the topic in just a minute. But essentially, you're choosing, is this a disc name? Is it the other category? Or is it both? So there's three options for every answer. You know, It's one of those three things. It's, it's either a disc, that, or both. It's, it's not ever going to be neither. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I hope you guys play along with us. Um, there's going to be 18 holes. We're going to play this like a match play format. So each question will be worth, you know, points for the winners. It'll be talking about, you know, one up, two up, so on and so forth. As we go through, um, there will be a tiebreaker at the end if we get there, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get into it. And you guys can play along at home. Um, I recommend, you know, if you need time to think about it, you know, before anybody else speaks, maybe pause it after you hear, the, the, the question and um, you can play along with us without hearing anyone else's answers but I'm going to be hosting it and Greg, Pat and Chris are going to be playing I'm so giddy about this this week's oh, yeah. Disc or That Boys you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Is, play it on us. In, is it on us I'm ready it's Innova, I'm undefeated so far so let's go it's 
It's Innova or X-Men. Innova <laughs> or X-Men. Oh. So you okay. are going to be deciding is this, is this an Innova disc? Love is that. this an X-Men? Or is this both? Both. Um, again, it's one of those. Um, John, I think they're it's, referred it's just, to as X-Persons. X people. <laughs> it's it's a no brainer yeah, for us, um, given uh, that our name is the yeah, X Step Podcast. That's right. <laughs> the X Step Podcast. The X Men made sense, so we are going to get into it. Um, this is Innova or X Men. To reiterate, let's get started. Up first on the tee, we have Chris. Then it's, he's going to be followed by Pat and Greg as far as their answers. Let's get off to hole number one. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Daddy. Fantastic. All right. Daddy. Chris, Viper, V-I-P-E-R, Viper. Is that a disc? Is that an X-Men or is it both? And keep in mind, everything is either Innova or an X-Men. So it's all Innova discs. Is it villains too? Uh, or is it just superheroes? It's just X-Men. Hmm. Like so the good guys? X-Men I think universe, I have to go just or... Is, Mag- is Magneto an X-Men? No. Oh, yes. okay. oh no, he's not. Okay. What do you mean? Also, just, oh, just X like heroes? Yes, yes that's okay. Correct. We got it. Just, just members of the X-Men. Gotcha. Ooh. Damn. Um, we're gonna get a lot of hate from this, fellas, I think. <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of hate. Oh yeah. All the Marvel nerds are gonna pour shit down yep. our throats. Yep. Meaning uh, our friends. That's it. I know, yeah. right? So what do you think, Chris? I'd say uh, I'd do it in a Nova disc. That's what I say. All right, Pat. Um, yeah. I'm gonna just say just disc two, just an Innova. Mm. Saying the Viper is just mm. an Innova disc, Greg. I feel like I want to just be different. Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna say everybody it's wants both. to be different. I'm going to say it's both. All right. Greg's going with both. Do you guys have any reasoning behind that, or are you just just going with your gut? I don't know enough about Anovella or X-Men to be able to confidently say, (laughs) so I just kind (laughs) of guessed. All right. Fair enough. All right. It is, in fact, just a disc. Let's go. Chris and Pat coming through with a a point with this – uh, one point here. It is a six-speed four-glide, one turn. Po- that's a positive one turn and a five-fade. Thing is a meat hook of a fairway driver Ooh. at a six-speed. Okay. It's a so grenade. again, yeah, yeah. So again, we have Pat and Chris at one, and Greg at zero. Heading into hole two, Chris, you still got the tee. Pat, you're up second, and Greg, you are still in the, the third spot. Always. Sunfire. Sunfire. S-U-N-F-I-R-E. Sunfire. Sunfire. You don't get caught up in there. I'm pretty sure I actually know this one. Okay. So so you are saying saying X-Men. Okay. Pat? Yeah. Mm. Well, woman, but yes. (laughs) Sunfire. Is it a disc? (sighs) Well, there's already like a fire bad guy. I'm gonna say just disc again, like just, just an end of a disc. 
Whoa. Okay. Because I know, Greg. Because I know, I know that there's what. Uh, okay. There's a bad guy that controls fire. So why is there a good guy too? That seems repetitive. That's pyro, I don't know. We'll it? have to wait and find Oof. out. Pyro, yeah. Oof. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Greg? Oof. Oof. Size large. <laughs> Super size. I think it's an X Men only. All right, so I've got Chris with X-Man, Pat with Disc, and Greg with X-Man. Mm-hmm. All right, let's find out. That's a Whammons. No. It is, in fact, just an oh, X-Men. it's not a Whammons. No, it's not. Yeah. It is He's got an X on a... his face. He does. <laughs> it's a fellow. He does have an X on his face. Dude, he should be our so mascot. His, his, <laughs> his superpower, just in case you guys would like to know, is he's able to absorb solar radiation and manipulate it. Mm. So that is that is Sunfire's uh, powers there. So he, has, he just tans cloud. all day and gets super strong? Correct. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> we have Chris. <laughs> Chris is one up on everybody else, and Pat and Greg are all square. So Chris mm-hmm. has got two, Pat's got one, and Greg's got one. Heading into hole two three here, Coming back. Heading into hole three. Thunderbird. Thunderbird, Chris, you're still on the tee. I uh, know for a fact that that's an Innova disc, but is it an no. X-Man or Whammons 2? No. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely know it's not Innova. Yeah, I say both. He's trying to throw you off with that. Chris is going both. All right, Pat. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go both too. Yeah, I'll go both as well. Okay. All right, Greg. Uh, I'm gonna go both. I, I think Thunderbird's an X. Are you standing by that it? It's not Innova. It's not Innova. (laughs) No, absolutely not. No, come on. I have two. I have two Thunderbirds in my bag right now. They're great. I love it. (laughs) All right, so you're all the three of you are going both across the board. Mm-hmm. So it is in fact both. Yeah. Um, thun- the Thunderbird. Oh, yeah. The Thunderbird that's a, that's is That's Apache Chief. The Thunderbird <laughs> is a 9 speed, 5 glide, <laughs> 0 turn and 2 fade um, you know, depending on your definition of a, a fairway driver, it's either a fairway driver or a control driver. Um, and Thunderbird, the X-Man, uh, has super strength and regenerative abilities. So that is the, uh, the X-Man named Thunderbird. I believe he came out in the 70s, if you can't tell by his, uh, his attire. He's he was added to the, yeah, he was added to the yeah. team in the 70s. So. The fringe game, though. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. Oh, <laughs> 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 that right. haircut, though. Yeah, so... Again, same score. So we've got Chris up one, um, and Pat and Greg are all square at two. So we are heading into hole four. Chris, it's still your box, and then Pat and Greg. Here we go. Atlas. A T L A S Atlas. Mm. Oh man. I think Oh man, I don't know if this is a disc or not. I say X Man. Okay. Pat yeah, X Man. I think I think Whatever. it's a disc, but yeah. it's not it's not in of a so I'm gonna say just X Man. Okay. Or Greg. Marvel Man. I'm trying to think what manufacturer it is. Is it is it The um... game is Innova or X Man. 
X-Men. You're saying just X-Men? Yeah. I want to say it's like MVP. We're going triple X. Trick triple X across the board. Ooh. Y'all are wrong. It's just Damn. a death. Okay. Man, I was I so excited. That stings. I thought it was a that different was... manufacturer. I thought it was MVP or no, something. It's, it, well, I can see why you would think that. So, it's overmolded. Yeah. Um, it's overmolded like MVP and Axiom, yeah, yeah. but it is one of Innova's. I think it was actually their first overmold. Um, my wife loves this. This is her favorite mid range. Um, it's a five wow. speed, four glide, zero turn, one fade. Um, very straight, very reliable. It's a good disc. Feels kind of funny. Looks like a toy, but it uh, it flies really well. So we are. Uh, I'm kind of baffled by that. I mean, I did put that one in there because wow. I thought it might stump you, but that's a I'm dirty, dirty no trick you just pulled on hey, us, man. John. Hey, 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 hey! It's the nature of the game. Innova hey, did, or X Men? Come on now. Did I did I tell you guys who my favorite yeah. X Men? Well, is? if there are any Marvel fans listening, please forgive us. No, yeah. don't forgive us. <laughs> you want give us hate? We feed on hate. And plus, give us no, a like a and subscribe. Yeah, I was always more of a DC <laughs> fan anyway, so take that. You can hate us by liking this video. <laughs> I'm sorry, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, comment, and subscribe if you hate us. That's right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move on here. Heading into hole five, we have Chris up one, and Pat and Greg are still at two, so they're all square at two. Um, our next category is Cable. Ooh. And it's still Chris's T. Oh, that's definitely an X-Man. 100% final answer. Pat? I know he's not good, though. So if he's not in the X-Men, if he's fighting the X-Men... <laughs> oh, man. But, like, I know sometimes people, like, sway back and forth from being good and bad within the comics, so... Our graphic novels, if we will. Sound reasoning. Sound reasoning. What's your answer? So I'll, I'll just go X-Man then. Okay. We're going Greg? triple X, baby. Oh, wait. our mm. second triple X in a row. Second triple X in a row. Here we I go. I see those eyebrows, Move. Pat. Let's let's find it. Let's find it. Here we go. Just oh, an X-Man. There he is. Okay. Oof. He is, yes. according to Wikipedia and or Google, he is telepathic and has telekinetic powers. He is also uh, super strong. I don't know that you would classify him as like superhuman strength, but he is very strong, yoked individual. Um, so, what is, yo, what is that outside thigh muscle, bro? Well, how do you get that? <laughs> I think one? those. I think those are holsters. You talking yeah, about? Yeah, I think like, those are clips. Thing? Yeah, I think those are. Yeah. Oh, pockets. are they? Yeah. Yeah. Like cargo pockets. So swole, he's breaking out of his cargo shorts. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's got. He's got, so. he's got cargo leggings on. So, yeah, that's that's what it looked like at first glance. <laughs> So you can bounce a glass of wine on that. We uh, we will post the link to the slideshow so everybody can take a look at the pictures of the of the X Men that we're we're looking at. And then um, you can also so, play with your friends at home. Yes, and you can absolutely. Yeah. Good idea. Look at you, full of great ideas. All right, so we're done <laughs> with hole five. Chris is still up one. Pat and Greg are still all square. Heading into hole mm. six. Chris, it's still it's your box. Archon. Uh, uh, I know there's an <laughs> X-Man named Archon, or at least I'm fairly certain. Both. Okay. I say both. Both. 
All right, oh. Pat. Man, I, I got to go both too, man. Ooh, okay. And Greg? Mm. What's the score currently? We're, we're Chris down is one up Kurtz. one. Yep, you uh, guys are tied. I want to make a, a difference, and I think like Archon is not on the X-Men, but I want to say disc only. Ooh. Ooh, going against the grain. All right, let's let's find out if Greg right, has right. even That's how you win points. Yeah, all right, let's find out. It's just oh. the disc. He did. It's an... oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is an 11 That was actually five. just a clever ploy to take Pat down a <laughs> stroke because he wins in the event of a tie. So, you know, get wrecked. Get wrecked. All right. Get so wrecked. the arc, the arc on is an 11 <laughs> Five glide turn of negative two and a two fade. So that's 11, five, negative two, two. Um, it is a distance driver, very similar to the Wraith, in my opinion. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to hole number seven. We've got Pat behind one stroke. So he's down one, and Chris and Greg are all square at four. All right. Let's find out. Next one is the Mysteer or Mysteer. Good luck. That's an end of the day. Are you saying like steer like bovine or steer like like adjusting direction of a vehicle? S-T-E-R-E. M-Y-S-T-E-R-E. And Greg, it is your box, sir. Oh, dang. I am going to say is neither an option again? No. We went over the rules, but no, neither is not an option. I'm an idiot. Okay, X Men only. X Men only. Ooh, X Men only. Chris, I say it's an end of a disc because Mystique is the next Wayman's, and I like, I don't know. I just I got a feeling. All right, Pat, where are you going? It's disc only. Disc only. Final disc only. Okay. All right. Let's find out. It's just a disc. It's just yes. a disc. It is Let's an 11-speed, six-glide, negative two, two. Very similar to the Archon. You'll notice that it's very similar flight numbers, just one more glide. Um, it is made by Innova, as all of these are, and it is a distance driver. I thought that one sounded like an X-Man, so I, I put that did. one in there. I'm very happy with the confusion that that caused. Um, so, scoring update after hole seven. Um, we are... Looking at Chris at five, Pat at four, and Greg at four. So we have Chris yeah. up one, and Pat and Greg are all square heading into hole eight. Chris, it's your box. The next one is Daedalus. D-A-E-D-A-L-U-S. Daedalus. Mm, I know for a fact that this is an end of a disc, but is it an X-Man as well? I say both. He's going both. Um, let's see, Greg. What are you, what are you going both. with here? Greg, you're going both? Yes. That wasn't my voice, Ooh. but I'm going to say both. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Letting Chris answer for you. I like it. Okay. Pat? Yeah, I know it's a disc, and so I'm going to say both as well. Stick with the crowd. Oh, keeping the, keeping the status quo. I love you, bro. Wait a minute. Wasn't it my box? Did I screw that up? What? No, you're good. Yeah, it was your box. Yeah. It was your box. Yeah. All, right. All right. Let's find All out. Right. It's just the disc. Oh my god! Um, it is, it is not no. 
and X-Man. Um, it is a 13-speed driver, six glide, negative three turn, and two fade. So 13-6, negative three, two, distance driver, um, similar to the Innova Boss, in my opinion. Um, so after hole eight, heading into the last hole on the front nine, we've got Chris up one, Pat and Greg all square at four. So we've got five, four, four for the boys, heading into hole nine. Chris, it's still your box. Banshee. B-A-N-S-H-E-E, Banshee. Oh, mm, that's tough. Uh, it is. Thanks, ma'am. Okay. Greg. Both. Okay. Pat? Yeah, I've seen the Banshee disc, and I know Banshee has, like, vocal powers in X-Man, so I'm going both. Okie dokie. Let's find out. So we've got X-Man from Chris, both from Pat and Greg. Let's see. We might have the tables all square here. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. It's both. Dang. It's both. We have to bring Pat. I down. believe I believe the Innova Banshee might be out of production. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I believe it's out of production. But it's a fairway driver, seven speed, three glide, zero turn, and three fade. So it's a pretty overstable fairway driver. Um, I believe akin to the Firebird. And Banshee the X-Man has Sonic Scream, hence his name Banshee. Um, and he's able to channel that into like sound blasts. So his is like Sonic Scream is what it, his power is called according to Google. So he can anyway, glide. it is he can glide, yes, yes, yes. So uh kind of power, just really cool. <laughs> all right, everybody. That does it for the front nine. I couldn't script it any better. We've got Everybody all square at five points. Um, we will get you the back nine in a future episode or potentially on our social medias. So make sure that you are following us there uh, in order to find out how this thing plays out. What's up next? Yeah. Chris? Next, we've got a little bit of knowledge from the Chowski man himself. It's time for the coach's corner. All right, everybody. So this is Coach's Corner. Now, I want to talk to everybody about what Coach's Corner is and why we decided to do this. Outside of this podcast, uh, I am a phys ed teacher and I'm also a coach uh, at the varsity level. And I love having plans put together. You know, I love putting plans together for my practices. Um, I like having resources available for practice plans, um, whether it's lesson plans for school or whether it's practice plans for coaching. Uh, it's really important to have those things outlined. And when it comes to field work with disc golf, you know, we all know that field work is super important. And maybe if you don't know that field work is super important, maybe you should uh, look into that. Because field work is one of the most important things you can do for yourselves. It's an ongoing improvement process. Um, if you look at the sport of golf, you know, pros are at the driving range constantly tweaking things and working on things. Unfortunately, we don't have driving ranges. But what we do have is access to a lot, you know, a lot of different public fields. We have access to um, courses that usually are in parks that have public fields. So there's a lot of times going to be space available for you to do your field work. And that's an important part of being a disc golfer that wants to improve. Um, if you just want to casually go to the course and play and you don't necessarily care about improving, you know, then 
that's that's fine. You know, there's there's definitely room for that too. But most people are going to want to go to, you know, start getting themselves to improve. So the way you do that is you find a field locally. Um, for me, I have our local middle school uh, right down the road from me. So I go use our sporting fields up top when there is uh, when there's no kids there. And then I have another field down the road that I use when there are kids on the school fields. Um, you know, whatever you have is what you have, you know, um, if there's a soccer field or a football field, a lot of times those are going to be more beneficial because they're marked and because they have some obstacles that you can use. So the coach's corner came from understanding that plans were important and came from understanding that field work is important, but I wasn't able to find any cohesive plans put together. There were plenty of single drills that pros and other players had put out there where you, you know, here's one drill, go do this one drill, which is great. And honestly, you know, those are easily digestible tips, but I would really like to see a plan where those are put to, you know, harvest those ideas and put them in a cohesive plan and a curriculum that's designed to get players better. So that's what Coach's Corner is. For this week, the first lesson that I wanted to go through with everybody is overall accuracy. This is something that is obviously it's incredibly important in disc golf. Being accurate is something you're going to need, but there's some specific ways that I like to approach it when I'm working on it at a field. You know, we've all gone to the field and we just kind of look at it as a blank canvas. There's really, you know, you're just looking at open space. What do you do? You end up throwing as hard as you can going through your whole bag. And you're ultimately not getting any better. Well, this way, you have a plan that's going to work on accuracy. It's got three drills. It's got specific warm-ups. And it's going to have a culminating activity that you are going to be able to use to specifically focus on accuracy. So let's get into some of the different pieces of the plan for this week. And again, this and every week, we are going to post our lesson plans or our practice plans. Um, they'll be in several different places. They'll be on our website. They'll be in the show notes here. You can always hit us up on uh, social media and we'll get you the link for those. Um, we'll put them in our Discord, which if you're not a member of that, make sure you're following our Discord. Link is in our Instagram. Um, but with this plan, they are all going to start out with a dynamic warm-up. Okay, it's going to take you about five to ten minutes, and there's a dynamic warm-up. If you ever have any questions about the activities, you can either Google them or you can, you know, get a hold of us on Instagram. Is probably the easiest way. Just send us a DM on Instagram, and we'd be happy to answer you what those different exercises are. After the dynamic warm-up, and again, that is going to be the same for most of our lessons. But after the dynamic warm-up, you're going to move into the skill-specific warm-up. With a skill-specific warm-up, each week this is going to be something that is tailored towards the particular lesson. So for this week, we're going to be using our entire body, so this is a full-body warm-up. So we're going to start with a ladder-type warm-up where you stand still, you're stationary with about 30% power. Then you move up and you're going to do uh, start adding an X-step run-up in, and you're going to increase to 50, 75, and 100% power. That's all for backhand. And then you're going to do the same thing again with forehand. So you're going to do 10 throws for each, and then you know just a nice, quick, easy warm-up. We're not worrying about accuracy. We're not worrying about distance. We're just worrying about being smooth, having good form, and getting our body warmed up. After that, we're going to move on, and there's three drills that we have. Again, two drills and one culminating game at the end that all focus on accuracy because, again, that's the point of Coach's Corner is to give you three cohesive drills that you can put together and you can do that will are geared towards getting you better in that particular category. 
So drill number one for our accuracy lesson is called landing in the alley. With landing in the alley, all it is going to be is you're going to stand preferably behind a football field. Okay, so you're going to want like 300 plus feet of space and preferably with the uprights. You know, that's important. So if you have a football field or a soccer field where you can use the goal or the field goal posts, that's important. If you don't have that, you can put some stakes in the ground and use those. You can use a telephone pole that's out in a field. You can get some sticks from the woods and put those in the ground. Whatever you have, get creative. It's up to you. Um, but with standing in the alley, you're going to stand about 20 yards behind the obstacle, the field goal post or the goal, and you're just going to throw out into the field. Okay, so you're going to start by throwing through the 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 gap and if you're looking through one set of uprights you're looking at the other set of uprights at the end of the field and that divides the field into thirds okay that is our middle alley that's why the, the drill is called landing in the alley so you're going to take every disc in your bag and you're going to throw from 20 feet behind one field goal post and you're going to try to land in that center alley of the field so you're going to try to stay in that thinking of it as a tunnel shot so you land in there, you throw every disc in your bag, um, and then you're going to do the same thing with hyzers. So you're going to go, if you're a backhand, right-hand backhand player, you're going to throw out to the right-hand side of the field goal post and try to land in that alley. Same thing with anhyzers on the left side. You're going to go out and around and try to land in that alley. So straight shots down the middle, right and left with our hyzers and anhyzers, and then you're going to do the same thing with forehand. And again, you're throwing your entire bag, and this is important because you want to learn the flight of every disc. It might be easy for you to throw a putter straight down the middle and keep it in the alley. It might be much harder for you to take your 13-speed disc and keep it in that alley. And that's the important thing is learning each disc in your bag and learning how to make them do what you want them to do. So that's landing in the alley. After that, you're going to move on to what we call gap work. Okay, Now, the gap work drill is another one where you're going to want to or a soccer field, preferably. If you don't have the access to that, that's fine. Get creative, like I said in the last one. For hitting the gap, you're going to stand about 50 to 100 feet behind the field goal post facing the field. When you're facing the field, you're going to offset. So before we were straight behind the field goal post, now we're going to offset it at an angle. And when you're offset at that angle, it's going to shorten that angle and make it much tougher to hit the angle between the field goal posts. So now you're going to work from, you know, if you're off to the right-hand side, you're going to be working on your backhand anhyzers and your forehand hyzers to get through that gap. And you want to focus on getting through the gap and penetrating out into the field again, trying to stay in the alley, but now we're focused mainly on the gap. The landing position isn't necessarily as important as the gap in this drill. So you're going to do that from the right. You're going to do that from the left. And again, you can move that further back. You can move it up closer. It's up to you. Get creative with it. Change that angle. And that's going to allow you, you know, the ability to tailor it and, and scale it to your needs. So that's gap. That's hitting the gap. So we had landing in the alley, hitting the gap, and then culminating. This is the one we're going to spend most of our time is called the EMAC challenge. Now, the EMAC challenge is a half hour game. You're going to start again. This one you kind of have to do on a field goal uh, or on a football field. But if you can't, again, that's fine. Get creative. So you ideally you'll start on the goal line of a football field facing the near goal post. So they'll be 10 yards away from you at the end of the end zone. You throw a disc through the field goal post. You move back five yards throw field through the field goal post, move back five yards. So every time you make a field goal, you move back five yards. Now, where this gets tricky is as you get further away, you know, when you're on the 50-yard line, you're now throwing through the uprights. That's going to be much harder than it was standing on the goal line. So it might take you 20 shots before you make it through the field goal post. Well, if you don't make it through, you can't move back. You can't advance. 
So the goal is to try to see how far you can move back on the football field in a half hour. The goal is to try to make it to the opposite end zone. So if you can throw the full 300-foot field plus the the end zone, um, that's great. If you can't, you know, that's fine too. You know, make it work for you. But the goal is to try to move back five yards every time you make a field goal and you have 30 minutes to do the whole thing. So however far back you can get in 30 minutes is great. Um, We would love for you to leave a comment on our social medias, on our Instagram, uh, the X, X Step Disc Golf on Instagram. Leave us a comment. Let us know that you tried it. That'd be great. Um, this challenge, by the way, I got from Eric McCabe. If you watch his YouTube channel, he's got a great video on this one. And I thought this was an excellent game that fit our lesson for the week. So we included it. So we have our landing in the alley, hitting the gap and our EMAC challenge that are all centered around accuracy. So feel free to take this, get out there and let's, let's enjoy some disc golf. Let's get better at some disc golf more importantly, but that is it for coach's corner. What do we got next, Chris? Very nice. Next, we uh, have our friend Pat. We've got a whole lot of stuff happening on social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So, Pat, take us away. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty fresh on there, you know, and we're building a following. But it's going to be easy because any, any of these uh, platforms that you consume on, it's going to be the same thing. So you just search for us at, at XDEP disc golf it'll be on facebook it'll be on instagram twitter tiktok we're gonna have a youtube page once we get some uh some quality video for you guys and you know we we want you to interact with us send us the questions about anything you can comment on what you heard or what you want to hear i mean if we can get inspiration from you guys to fill these podcasts up it's going to make our jobs easier and you're going to enjoy yourselves more so give us Give us feedback at that, you know, any at any platform that you're using, XStep, Disc Golf, and uh, hit us up. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, definitely get on all those platforms and just fill up our inboxes with messages because we are eager, ready, and willing to answer any and all questions. And we want to, you know, grow this community as, as quickly as possible, get to know a bunch of people, you know what I mean? And, uh, Eventually, uh, you know, hopefully after all of this uh, pandemic stuff has settled a little, we can actually uh, get out there and uh, meet some of you possibly. So uh, all those things are just a great way to stay in touch in the meantime. And uh, I think finally we have Greg uh, with a step in the right direction. All right. Okay, folks, before we end, uh, I'd like to share a little story from the community that touched my heart. And with this week, I want to give a shout out to our man, Brian Ferrari, and his friends and our friends now to the north from the Calgary Disc Golf Club, who banded together to replace the entire disc collection, including bag, to an eight-year-old girl whose discs were stolen alongside her mom's car this past January. It goes to show these pirates these days are getting bold. You gotta watch out, folks. And that's it for our very first episode of The X-Step. Now, get out there and ring some chains. Mm -hmm.